News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to episode 26 of the Luke Messias Show. Guys, um, we are going to give you a quick update this week, and then next week we have another interview coming your way. I'm going to give you a quick update on four different things that I think you as Texans should be aware of that are happening happening in the Lone Star State. Um, this morning, Monday, Wendy Davis announced that she would be running for Congress in Congressional District 21. Wendy Davis was a state senator from Fort Worth in Senate District 10. It, was, it is actually the only swing district district that really um, existed at the time in the state of Texas. She won that seat back in 2008 with the wave election that happened and elected President Barack Obama. Um, she then subsequently got reelected in that same district uh, two years later and then decided not to run for reelection after she filibustered a ban on abortions after 20 weeks, which would have cost her her re-election and opted instead to run for governor against uh, Greg Abbott. And we all followed and saw how that election went for her. So that being the case, she has since relocated to the Austin area and announced this morning that she intends to challenge Representative Chip Roy, who won his congressional district formerly held by Lamar Smith. This goes from the San and North San Antonio area up to the South Austin area and all of that 35 corridor. This is my congressional district. You've heard me talk about Chip Roy. He is somebody who I'm incredibly proud to have representing me in Congress, and I know many of his constituents are proud as well. But he's also, since he's been somebody who's standing on the front lines and actually speaking truth to power and not going along to get along, somebody who has a huge target on his back. And the Democrats see this as as a potential pickup for them in the 2020 election. So Wendy Davis has announced her intention and her campaign um, for the Democrat nomination there in Congressional District 21. For those of you who are in this area, or even if you're across Texas, know that Chip Roy representing us is incredibly important, not only when it comes to this congressional district, not only when it comes to the Lone Star State, but also uh, just when it comes to the national conversation that Republicans are having Chip Roy is one of the few strong conservative members in our congressional delegation who actually spends time talking about the spending problems we have, who actually spends time talking about the fact that both Republicans and Democrats have failed our state and nation when it comes to the way we've handled border security. And he's somebody who we need to have speaking truth to power in Washington, D.C. So please consider going over to his website, supporting him for re-election. I will be doing that. Uh, my wife and I will be supporting his re-election campaign and all of our friends as well in this community. Secondarily, Royce West, state senator from Dallas, announced that he is running for the United States Senate against John Cornyn. He joins a rather crowded field, which also includes M.J. Hager, uh, who ran against John Carter in the Williamson County area, which is Round Rock and Georgetown. Um, there are going to be a number of serious Democrats who are competing for the nomination to challenge Cornyn, and that just goes to show the shift that's happening in Texas as Democrats see more potential for a statewide run. John Cornyn, uh, a recent poll that came out actually showed that John Cornyn was less popular in the state of Texas than Ted Cruz, which shows that he's 
vulnerable at this time when it comes to his reelection. Um, and I think that Cornyn and his team are trying to do what they can to rally people in Texas around the idea of reelecting him. And Democrats see a soft spot in his approval numbers and are looking to take advantage of that. The fact that it is a competitive election compared to Beto O'Rourke when he ran, or even Wendy Davis when she ran for governor, Democrats typically find one decent candidate and stick with them and are just happy to have them willing to run at the top of the ticket. But instead, you actually have several different individuals competing for the Democrat nomination. It shows that Democrats are more confident in their potential takeover of a statewide position like the United States Senate with John Cornyn. And it shows that conservatives and Republicans should be even more active when it comes to reaching into communities across the Lone Star State and engaging our neighbors further. Um, when it comes to bringing them on board for the vision um, of what a more conservative Texas looks like. So those are two campaign announcements that I think should be on all of your radar screens. Also, guys, some of you have been following the CPS case that has taken place in Kaufman County, where uh, the Texas Homeschool Coalition and other different parental rights groups have been putting out information. Uh, some of you are aware that Senator Bob Hall has been specifically revealing quite a bit of information through a series of op-eds. He has released three of three of the four op-eds that he intends to release on that case specifically and really peeling the onion back and showing Texans what they want to see. If you have not read them, go to SenatorBobHall.com or go to Facebook and follow him at Senator Bob Hall. Uh, Bob and I have talked about having him on the show just to have a conversation through that case a little bit. So I'm looking at having that conversation here in the, in the next month or so. But Please go there, see the three op-eds that he's published so far, and the Texas Scorecard has also been gracious enough to repost those op-eds as well, and so those are going across the state. Um, follow them, read up on what's going on. I will tell you that based on this case and based on more information that continues to come out on CPS's actions, I... Uh, predict that CPS reform ends up being a huge discussion in the 2021 legislative session. And so I think it's something that parents and parental rights activists and conservatives should be engaged in. You should be introducing yourself to all the issues going on in CPS and getting informed on them and then having conversations with your legislators across the state because whether they like it or not, I do believe that CPS reform is going to be a big discussion come 2021. Last but not least, Mineral Wells. Last Tuesday on the 16th Mineral Wells, the city in West Texas, about an hour west of Fort Worth, uh, decided to discuss the potential of becoming a sanctuary city for the unborn. Some of you uh, followed the city of Wascom, which is a small city on the Louisiana border, uh, that banned abortions in its city, becoming a sanctuary city for the unborn. And, and the question, first of all, is why did Wascom do it? So I want to make sure everybody understands some of the motivations behind this tiny East Texas city that none of you have ever heard of until they decided to become a sanctuary city for the unborn uh, for the policy that they pushed. The reality is that unfortunately with Texas not passing stronger pro-life laws compared to a lot of our neighboring red states, we are we have the danger and potential of becoming a tourist state for individuals who want to abort their children early on within their pregnancy. So if they are past the 8 to 10 to 11 to 12-week ban that have happened in some of these different states through heartbeat bills and other things like that, then they can still come to Texas and abort their child up to 20 weeks. And so you had an abortion clinic in Louisiana that had even had discussions, according to Wascom officials, of relocating their abortion clinic 
into East Texas and then marketing to people in Louisiana um, about the potential to come over and get your abortions since they're legal in Texas. And uh, when that was discussed, um, the city of Wascom decided to take action and make sure that it was clear to any abortion providers that they would not be welcome in Wascom, Texas. I know you all are jealous. I'm jealous. I wish I had a mayor and city council members in New Braunfels that wanted to take those same type of stands. And I'm sure many of you feel the same way. So that being said, Mineral Wells, the mayor of Mineral Mineral Wells, uh, Christopher, and I don't know how to say his last name, so I'm not going to, but the mayor of Mineral, Mineral Wells decided that, that he wanted to make them the second city to seriously consider this and have a discussion about becoming a sanctuary city for unborn individuals. And so uh, they had that discussion last Tuesday. It was voted down um, on a um, on a vote of five to two. What was more disappointing, in my opinion, is that council members um, not only rejected it, but at the start of the meeting, you had several council members that made a motion to change the order of the agenda so that they could vote on the proposal immediately before allowing any comments from any citizens. And so uh, I find it very interesting, especially when it comes to serious policy conversations that happen in our state. Um, It is interesting when you see different governing officials governing based on fear and governing based on a concern and governing without even having a discussion. You know, these different city council members, many of them tried to say uh, that it wasn't about their beliefs. It was about our uh, legal consultation and us being concerned about the legal ramifications of trying to become a sanctuary city for the unborn. I just want you to think for a second about uh, how many liberal uh, city council members we're willing to become sanctuary cities for illegal immigrants and say we're not going to enforce laws that are on the books in the land in order to protect these individuals, knowing you know full well that that would cost their city legal bills. And yet you have people on the other side saying, we don't want to take that same action. Um, luckily, the mayor and one other council member voted at least against uh, the rest of the council. But I find it interesting when you have so many individuals that will say, uh, we agree that abortion is the murder and the taking of an innocent human life, but you know we'd hate to have to pay some legal bills along the way in order to fight on their behalf. And so if you live in Mineral Wells, if you have family members in Mineral Wells, send them this story. The best place to get a write-up on this is the texan.news. Uh, Daniel Friend, who is a reporter there, had some write-ups on Mineral Wells, so you can go read those articles and share those with your friends. But if you know anybody there, talk to them, reach out to them. You know, I think that having a vote like this gives an excellent opportunity for individuals within that city to really take a stand and say, maybe I want something better. Maybe I want a stronger fighter within the city to stand up and represent our values, my values. So if you live in Mineral Wells, if you know somebody who lives in Mineral Wells, reach out to them. Send them this story from the Texan and tell them to engage further in their community because clearly they need a little bit more backbone on their city council. Those are four different stories that I think every one of you should be aware of and engaged in. Thank you so much for continuing to support the show. Please consider just subscribing on whatever platform you listen to us on and leaving a review on whatever platform that is that helps our show get to more people, but we continue to receive encouragement. We're very grateful for each and every one of you as listeners. I'm going to send you on to a quick update from my friend Raz Schaefer and also a word from our sponsor. And I hope y'all have a blessed week. Thank you so much.
Guys, our sponsor for today's show is Patriot Academy. PatriotAcademy.com. You have heard me talk about this organization, but um, this truly is, for many students, a life-altering event. Um, I cannot tell you how many 16, 17, 18, 20, 25-year-olds that have gone to this leadership program and come out with an entirely new direction for their life. You can go to patriotacademy.com to find out where they do these events, but essentially they take these students and they go through a week of being a legislator. They actually debate in the in the Texas House of Representatives, in the uh, Delaware House of Representatives, Idaho House of Representatives. It's an incredible experience. I have been involved with them. I believe in what they do. In fact, if you contact them and tell them that you heard about them through the Luke Messias show, I will contribute toward your uh, fee of actually attending. If you know a student that needs to go, that needs direction for their life, they're going to have an opportunity to learn about worldview, about free market economics, about the values that hold society together, and they're going to have an opportunity to be equipped to be a part of making the change that our community, our state, our nation need. So patriotacademy.com, we're grateful for their willingness to sponsor this podcast, and we also want to encourage each and every one of you to check them out. Please do so today. All right, guys, so I got two updates for you this week. Uh, the first is highlighting a little bit of hypocrisy on the Democrats' part. Uh, after working so hard and talking so much about impeaching the president, they actually had a resolution that Democrats ended up helping kill and providing the votes to kill uh, this last week on, uh, on impeachment. Moving forward with that resolution. And uh, it, you know, as it turns out, many of the Democrats, uh, I would go so far as say nearly most, uh, they realize that impeaching the president is probably going to have a bad political impact because they just haven't created enough of a reason or brought up enough of a reason for why it fits the constitutional guidelines for impeachment. So it's going to backfire on them if they do that. Uh, but there are enough of the folks from the squad and other folks on the the leftist side of the party that is uh, that they're really working hard to keep bringing this up. They think it's going to help them. Um, I'm really intrigued to see how they kind of play this out because they keep saying across the party that he's uh, he deserves it. But once again, they had the opportunity. They had the votes, so they just kept the caucus together. But they couldn't do that, and it went down pretty badly. Next is uh, the, the minimum wage increase. Uh, a couple weeks ago, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, came out with their report on the uh, this idea of raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, and they uh, you know that should have made it DOA as far as any kind of congressional passage, but the Democrats moved forward and passed the fifteen dollar minimum wage bill out of the House the other day. It, it will be DOA in the Republican-held Senate because uh, for anybody that's actually looked at that CBO report, it's looking like that on the low end, there's going to be more than, a, um, you know, more than a million jobs lost. On the high end, we're talking about a lot. Um, we're talking about about 3.7 million jobs that will be lost. So that's about 7% of the nation's entry-level workforce and 1% overall. So it's a, uh, it's a big hit that it would create as far as uh, hurting people that it says is going to help. And it's you, just free market capitalism at its finest as far as the explanation of why this, why it works this way. But the Democrats passed it. They know it's going to fail in the Senate. They want to seem like they are being uh, compassionate and looking out for people when in reality, when you look at the actual end results of this type of legislation, it's quite the opposite. Thank you for listening to The Luke Messias Show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review. Two, 
visit lukemacias.com and sign up for our email alerts. And three, follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke Macias, Texas. Thank you so much and God bless. Thank you.